Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. is up y'all we are back it is no bets barred i'm your host jed mishu and if you hear something in the background my landscapers have picked the worst possible time uh to decide to beautify my house but it's okay because i'm here to beautify your lives with an esteemed colleague of mine we're gonna get to him in just a second because it needs to be said right out of the gate again my co-host connor burks is not joining us this week he is still gallivanting around the globe He's in Paris. He's he's all over the map. He's he's producing bits for the MMA Hour while he's abroad because the man doesn't know how to stop working. But I've once again got it got an excellent person to fill in for him, and we're gonna do something very very different today. And I'm really excited about it because last week was a was a difficult week in some ways. I, I finished up. I know Connor finished a little bit down in his units, but I. I almost had a catastrophe because, as you know, listeners, I bet it all on Valentina Shevchenko. Every penny in the bank account was thrust upon her, and it almost almost was a catastrophe. It was very, very close to me losing my shirt and, and needing to podcast for food. Fortunately, the judges were correct, but I decided that the best thing we could do in this circumstance is remind ourselves why we like to gamble. Because when you're sweating it out like that, you think, I should have never done this. And so instead, I've brought to this to this fine, established podcast a man who doesn't gamble. A man who is so firmly opposed to betting on mixed martial arts that he tells you every chance he possibly can get, don't bet on MMA. And so I thought today, what if we can teach a man to gamble, and then he will gamble for a lifetime. So joining me today for No Bets Bard, my colleague at MMAfighting.com, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. AK, how you doing? Yes, you've truly brought on the perfect man to a show called No Bets Bard, uh, a man who, who, who you're right, has my mantra is don't bet on MMA. I have many mantras. MMA is supposed to be fun, most importantly, which I don't consider betting to be a part of normally. And thus, I, that you know, one so one relates to the other. That said, I wish we'd done this last week, Jed, because in anticipation of being on the show, you know, we we you're, you, you we plan these things ahead of time. In anticipation of being on the show, I did bet on UFC two seventy five. Did you really? I did. <laughs> I did. Oh my goodness! I waited and I I made a DraftKings account. I waited until Friday. Uh, I wanted to tell you, but I thought it'd be so much better as a surprise. I, I'm like, no, I need a surprise. I told Mike. I think I told. I think Mike's the only one I told. Uh, was it Mike? Anyway, I told someone. Oh, this is the best surprise. Yes, yes. This is how 
this is a fine way to open the show. I wanted to, and then I waited till Friday to really place a bet because I wanted to wait for your gambling column. Because I'm like, okay, this guy, like, this guy knows what he's talking. He's a very wealthy man, uh, much of which has come through gambling. So he can't lead me wrong. Uh, so I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the parlay. The parlay, which was, uh, uh, yeah, Jay Chick. <laughs> well, I should go in order of, of how, how. Actually, I guess none of them. I don't think any of them, any parts of the parlay uh, hit. Not that it mattered. The first part already died. It was uh, uh, Joanna and Zhang going to a decision, which I think we were all pretty confident yeah. about. So that was the first leg of the parlay. Immediately died. Uh, the second of the part was I think Tashera and Parashka not going to a decision, which did hit. And was, then the other part was Valentina Shevchenko, which also hit. Just had to it win. was sweats oh. all the way down, <laughs> but but I hit two through two okay. thirds of the parlay. So, I, you know, so I didn't have to sweat the parlay because the parlay died immediately. So I was like, okay. And and I only put. By the way, I did. I just learned what a unit is today. Okay. Okay. See, wait. This so is what, why we're here? Is there less than a unit though? Like if I say twenty dollars, did you say, well, I bet point two of a unit, or you just say twenty dollars? Well, well, that depends on unit is unit is dependent upon on the gambler. So unit should just be whatever your standard betting oh. your your standard bet line is. So I was told a hundred uh, is like the standard. Well, that that is just the standard for talking about gambling because everything works easier from from American gambling lines, right? Uh-huh. So lines are plus one eighty. You lay a hundred, you win one eighty. So the standard is just one hundred. But yes, the reason you use units is because it can be. Hey, if you know you don't have a a thousand dollars to a bank yeah. account to just gamble with, your units can be five bucks. Okay, and then I'm it's, just, it's it's set in incremental. I'm just gonna say the money because it's funnier. So, <laughs> so again, this was just for the sake of the show. I didn't. I wasn't trying to make money. I wasn't. I don't gamble. To I know a lot of people gamble because it makes the cars. You know, just a little more interesting, especially with a UFC card every week. It's a struggle sometimes for fans to get invested. So if you can sprinkle, you know, five, ten, twenty bucks on there somewhere, it's a, it's more interesting. It's more interesting, especially yeah, if you have a long parlay, or you're one of those people you just parlay like all ten fights and you just put like five dollars, and you know, if you get you all shoot ten, shoot the moon, you shoot the moon. Who knows? And it's like five dollars. Who cares? You get all ten, and you get all ten fights. Right? Guess what? You made like a few hundred bucks or maybe a thousand. I don't know. Again, I know don't know gambling works. So uh, I just put twenty five dollars down. Twenty five dollars down on the parlay, which would have paid. I honestly can't. I should look. I can look at it now. Um, which would have paid? How do these things? It work? was, I think, marginally plus money. Marginally, so I think I, I think it would have means. paid like thirty. Okay, thirty bucks. <laughs> thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely something like that. Yeah. So then, to make up for it, I'm like, well, I don't. I like it hurt. It hurt me. Even losing twenty five dollars, should it hurt me? It hurt. Yeah, me. That's the point. Because I like to parlay so much. I'm like, I, I was led astray. And by the way. <laughs> It was only after I put down the parlay bet. I think you and I had a conversation online, and you were like, "Oh, don't put the parlay. I never get those right." And I was like, "Damn it, <laughs> damn it." Yeah, um, my I don't ever bet parlays in my personal gambling life, but oh, people love parlays. Yeah, um, and so you have to throw them out there because people want them, and so you got to give the people parlays. They look so fun. They are, and that's it. They are fun parlays are not a winning bet. Parlays are where Vegas makes its money. Is that right? But, I mean, it is... The this trick about parlays is they actually don't add any extra value. So they look like they're giving you tremendous extra value, but re- really, if you just... If you break down the parlays into its component pieces, uh, it's functionally the same as... you know. So you have a two-leg parlay, and it parlays together for slightly plus money. It's actually the same as if you made two separate bets, but rolled in a successful bet into the second bet. So, you know, if you make the Shevchenko you bet, lost me on rolled in. So, if, lost in, me. 
instead of making two individual bets, uh, the odds work out the same if... So we have a two-leg parlay with Valentina Shevchenko wins and Glover Teixeira Yuri doesn't go the sure, distance. Sure. It, when Valentina Shevchenko wins, if I place a bet on that and then I take the same money I bet on that plus the money I made from that successful bet and then wager it on the second leg of the parlay, then what? I get the same total payout. This is a and thing? So, yeah, people... every parlay works that way. And so parlays look like they are really enticing and giving you a lot of extra juice, but the additional value, quote unquote, you're getting is already baked into the price you're paying. So it is it's it is a trick that Vegas uses to convince wow. you to bet money. Well, they got me. Uh, so you're saying the smart thing they to get do, everybody with it. I, but I apologize to everyone who is like an experienced, like knowledgeable gambler who is having to listen to this conversation. Uh, this is all new. To, this no, that's is what I want you here. <laughs> so if so, really, I should have waited for the uh, bet on uh, Yachechik Zhang going to a decision. And then waited to see, waited to see if that hit. And then if that hit, then I, mean, I could have, then I could have, then I would have rolled that into the next part of the theoretical parlay. You can, or you can just bet the parlay because it's much more convenient. And so the yeah, only times that I yeah. ever like really think of doing like support parlays is it's just, it's just a way more convenient way to, to tie in bets together. And I also, and we'll get into this because I, I, I want to teach you all the fun. I want you to enjoy and accept gambling. <laughs> I did not have heart. fun. But you're going to because I here's not. the deal. The thing that is fun about parlays that I find fun or the way I use them to, to have fun is I, I use parlays with non-value bets. And what I mean by that is I break gambling down into two, two categories. You can either bet, you can do value bets or you can do vibe bets. And vi- we're going to, I'm going to, I got different bits for you with both of these things later. So I'm excited about it. But value bet is a very simple math problem. Like, you th- all right, I think the odds of this happening are X, the odds, the suggested odds based on the, the, the odds are Y. If those numbers don't match up, here's the value. I'm going to bet on the value. Uh, I use in my personal life when I do choose to parlay, I parlay even value bets. So if if a bet if I think a bet has clean value on it, so it's like, hey, I think that Valentina Shevchenko should be a minus one thousand favorite. She's only a minus six hundred. There's obviously points of value there. You should just bet that straight. There's no need to parlay it together. But if I say, you know, I think Valentina Shevchenko should be a minus one thousand favorite, and she's a minus one thousand favorite. There's no point in betting on that. It, that's a net net break even bet. But I can, because it's more fun to have action down on multiple bets so you have investment in the card, I can take any of those bets that are like that where I think the odds are correct, and I just parlay them all together because then I get to have action on fights, and it breaks even over time money-wise. Okay. So that's the only way I think that parlays make sense from an MMA gambling standpoint, but... I, you have to acknowledge that they're fun as hell. Yeah, and so that's that's what we're here for. But and this and this one seems safe. This one seems very seems logical so and safe. And like you said, and it that's wasn't how like, Vegas wins. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I lose my so okay, for anyone those keeping track at home, I'm down twenty five. Then I remember. Then I remember Jed Mushu also telling me, "You just you can't go wrong with betting on Valentina Shevchenko. You just you can't. You can't. You, you, just, you said you can't. You and can I, sweat it." Yeah, but you can't. And then I said, "Okay, well, I just want to get my twenty five dollars back." So at the time, I bet it. I should check. This well, is the gambler's problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna. I just want to get gonna my money. Back. Get it all back. 
So by the time, I guess this was Friday. Oh, this was on Saturday night because this was when the card was yeah. happening. Uh, minus, she was minus 630 uh, at the time, uh, like around the time the main card was, I guess, after, or before her fight came on. Mm-hmm. She was minus 630. And I'm like, oh, and then you have to, I had to bet a lot to get it back. You uh, do. To, to, or, or at least try, try. So I'm like, okay, what's a nice round number? And it's like, I ended up like 500 Canadian, 500 bucks Canadian, which is, Ooh. which, which is, <laughs> which I realize now. It's a terrible number because it's a lot of money. And again, like I said, it's not winning me much if I win. It's just getting me plus. But, but if you're whatever. walking down the street and you see a $20 bill, you're, you're not going to walk past it. No, and that's but, what Valentina Shevchenko yes. is supposed to be. But exactly. Guaranteed 20. Instead, I was walking down the street and I felt like $500. Like I knew I, knew I had $500, but like in a pocket that had a hole in it. And I'm like, oh boy, I hope I can make it to the bank before the $500 falls out. That's what it was like watching that fight. So it made the fight so unenjoyable to watch. Uh, <laughs> it was horrible. I didn't even feel better when it, well, like she won. And I was pretty confident. When I heard that 49-46, I was like, thank God, because that can't be a, a Tadasanto score. Um, so I won that. And then because now I'm suddenly up in the money technically. So I ended up winning 70, like just under $80, $500. And I won just under $80. Yay. And then I'm like, oh well, I think Glover's going to win, so I threw twenty dollars in Glover, and he was a plus one seventy five I mean, at the time. That was that was very close to cashing out. I rolled. So I, you did still I roll ended it? up plus. Did I, did you, I roll a bet into something? No, because oh. you would have had to. You'd have had to put the five hundred you also bet on on Valentina. In. Oh. So oh. you you just bet you just bet with your profits, which is what's great. Uh, yes, and so I, you had a plus night. I did. You were so, successful. Twenty on Glover. He lost. I ended up with a net gain of. $34.36 Canadian. And all you had to do was sweat for like 25 minutes. Like it wasn't worth it. Hard. It wasn't worth it. We talked about it. I, I don't remember if we were on the post show or if it was uh, just us talking outside of it. That you and I had very different reactions because as everyone knows, I had so much money tied yes. up into Valentina. Like I had an absurd amount of money. And when they read 4946, I... I had a mild heart attack because I was like, I I just didn't think that there was a world where the judges wouldn't have given Santos two of those rounds, mm-hmm. even though I, especially upon rewatch, I think that's a more obvious or a more acceptable score. I was just like, there's just no world. They didn't right, give right. two rounds. Oh my goodness. So you thought she got like I'm all the first bankrupt. three, like all the first three yeah, and then so what, somehow, the one of the, three. somehow one of the last two, like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I had, and cause I always, Buffer usually stands behind the person who won. Is that true? When he's doing the call out. I, I think more often than not. Yes. He has in recent, uh, recent outings. It's been a little more 50, 50, but. There was a, a stretch there where he basically you just knew who won because he would stand behind them. So hmm. it uh I was in deep sweats for that. But then it all paid off and everything's great. How can you say that? I only bet five hundred dollars and I hated it. Again, this is this is new to me. And I did not feel the thrill. I've done like uh very light gambling on like football like a long time ago when I was younger and, and that I kind of enjoyed. But by the end of it, I, I overall, I, I didn't love the experience. So like, I guess I was kind of like, I'm never really, I don't, when I started really diving deep into MMA, I was like, I, I don't think I want to bet on this. And I think I did once or twice. And again, it felt mostly indifferent. This just felt bad. This is, I didn't, so I didn't enjoy it. There is a, a, a big part of that is one, I think you would have enjoyed it more had Glover won uh, because there's a very different feeling to betting a lot of money on a favorite and then sweating it. 
Like sweats are not good wins. Because even <laughs> I don't feel great about the Valentina thing because it was clearly not the best bet I've ever made. It just cashed. So that's okay. But like it's when you hit the underdog bet or a closer line bet and it's not for an absurd amount of money, it, it makes you feel it, it's happy. And especially, and here's where I, I want to move us right into this because we've done a lot of preamble and we should at least talk about UFC Austin because there was a reason I brought you on for this card. It is an excellent, excellent card. It's arguably better than the pay-per-view from top to bottom last week, but there are 14 fights on this card. And anyone who listens to anything else on the MMA Fighting Network, great website, go check it out. Go check out our podcast feed. Anyone else who's listened to that knows 14 fights is too many fights as far as I'm concerned. UFC Vegas or uh, UFC 275, at least it was headlined by three really marquee matchups. And so the rest of it kind of didn't matter. But this one, they're top to bottom. Awesome fights all up and down the card. So we're going to, if you're listening, don't worry. We are going to talk about all the big fights. I have bets. I have Connor's bets with me so I can provide them for everybody. But I want to start here with you, AK, because part of the fun of gambling is is picking is making a fight that you otherwise don't care about interesting. And so I want to start instead of starting at the top with Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett, or the Donald Cerrone, Joe Lozon, or any of the fights that are really fun and good. What fight on this card has no interest to you whatsoever? If you could cut oh. one of these fights, what would the fight be? Oh, wow. I'm the Prince of Positivity. How can you ask me to make a call like that? Because that's 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 what happens here. You've got to make tough Boy. decisions. And of the 14 fights on this card, where most people have Wikipedia pages, which is a rarity on a fight night these days, I know exactly the fight that I would say is the one that's least interesting I to think me. I know what you're going to say, but I have a reason why that fight is interesting. Um, okay. Well, but we're not here for me because we're okay. here for you. So what is the fight you think, if you had if you got to cut one... You know, just make this a little shorter. If one of these had to fall off in the next couple of days, which one would you want it to be? I like all these fights. Okay, I will say, I will default. There's no way you like all four. Well, I will say, fights. there's four middleweight fights on this card. Sure are, and many it, of those dudes have fought <laughs> each other. It has been well documented that middleweight, middleweight is the strange one of the strangest divisions in in MMA. It's it's just it's never been as sexy as welterweight. It's a very middle middle division. It's, it's really it's right there in the name. It's never had that outside of Anderson Silva, I guess Chelsea too. Never had that marquee value of light heavyweight. You know what I mean? So it's right it's right in that weird spot. And 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 people know what you mean when you say, "Boy, this is a middleweighty middleweight fight." Because there's just these like three round kind of nothing. Neither fighter asserting themselves. They're mixing the martial arts, but not in a particularly compelling way. I think that might happen with Phil Haas and Duran Wynn. I think I, there's a distinct possibility that that happens. So I think Phil Haas is, has looked good. Uh, Darren Wynn is a great wrestler. But boy, this could be this could be mucky. Oh, and this fight's going to be a misery, but I'm glad you picked it because... Uh, <laughs> Both Connor and I have action down in this fight, but now oh. the important part is to get you action down in this fight. Okay. Because if this is the fight that is the least interesting to you, how how can we spice up a, a, a fight? Well, we put 20 bucks on it, and then we are invested. We are invested in an outcome one way or another. And so 
let's just take a look at Phil Phil Hawes Duran win. Off the top of your head, who would you who are you favoring to win? And you know, just give me a ballpark. How, how many times out of ten do you think X oh. Fighter would win? Let me say, by the way, I am looking at the odds right now. I've I've done fine. my re okay. But totally just, fine. But disregarding just, the odds, out of ten, who would I pick to win? I, I'll go. I would give like a slight edge to Phil Hawes, like six out of ten. It's three out of five. Okay, a slight edge to Phil Hawes. Mm-hmm. So going six out of ten. That's um. That here's how we're gonna make this is really easy. We don't have to dig too deep into this because Phil Hawes is currently a minus two sixty favorite over Duran win. I don't like that. That that implies a seventy two point two. Uh, win percentage or win probability so based on your reading of the situation kind of where you think this is at there is implicit value on duran win at plus 210 which is again a 32 percent win probability so if you think he's 40 percent uh you we're just gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna have you bet on that we're gonna take a if you don't bet i'll bet it for you but we're just gonna keep track of it okay and and ride Ride the ponies and see if you can and can feel inspired when Duran Wynn pulls off a major upset because this is the easiest and smartest and simplest right. way to make bets. Now, it all depends on you being good at predicting fights or at least understanding being good at setting ranges. And so for the listeners at home, uh, I would recommend that you bake in bake in a little bit of a of a cushion there. So if Duran went Duran wins at 32 percent, if AK said well, I think he's a 34% to win this. I'd say that's close enough to being on odds, especially given given a plus minus of 5%. You might not be great, but thinks he's 40% to win this fight. There's some value there. We're going to take Duran win. Unfortunately, AK, other people disagree with you. And that's that. those other people are, are both Connor Burks and myself. <laughs> so Connor Burks uh, was kind enough to give me his bets while he's abroad. He has uh, Phil Hawes in a parlay with Kevin Holland. Uh, we'll talk about that fight in a little bit. Okay. And I also have Phil Hawes as a parlay piece. I will talk about my parlays at the very end because I've done something very, very stupid. Because without Connor to keep me grounded, I'm just doing a lot of dumb things the last couple of weeks. So, but great for the listeners. Think, great for the listeners, though. You know, it's all about the content and. <laughs> My my main thought on this fight is just that I think Duran Wynn is is very very small. He's a very small man, <laughs> and so it's hard for me to pick him against a really strong, really powerful, much bigger athlete who's a very good wrestler. Like he's proven to be a pretty solid defensive wrestler. So, I mean, it could happen, but I'm I'm backing a lot of chalk and a lot of favorites this week. So, okay. I'm filling out a theoretical bet slip right now. Just for the record, I am out there and putting little, little, few dollars on there just to see what it looks like. I mean, it's just, just try it just for a minute, just to see how it feels. <laughs> uh, it's all about vibes. That's what we're doing here. And so, on to our next, the next bit I have for you mm-hmm. before we get into anything further. We've we've established what fight the least compelling, the least interested. Who is your favorite fighter competing this weekend? All fourteen fighters. Who? is the your favorite one who's the guy that you would say or girl that you would say i am the most interested in this competitor seeing you know whether they've improved x y or z individual fight or not fight oh interesting okay because this had, would have to do with the fight um just the fighter i mean i 
I think I would just go with the main event. Um, and, and and I like the fight itself, but I am super uh, compelled by like what we have seen, what we saw from Calvin Cater in that sort of bounce back, you know, year off performance. And I want to know, did he kind of just take advantage of an, you know, of an overconfident Giga Chikadze, Um, or was it a combination of both? Giga was overconfident. Calvin Cater vastly improved. Because um, Cater, I feel like I've, I've certainly put a ceiling on him. I, I feel like he's like not going to be a, I don't know if he, I, I've said like, I think if I had to choose, I don't think he ever quite makes it to a world title shot. But I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm happy to be proven wrong. And if he if he schools Josh Emmett um, like he did Giga, then that completely changes the conversation for me. So a lot of fun names on here, but I am most looking forward to seeing how Calvin Cater performs. Well, that's interesting because I'm in the same boat. I think I don't remember if it was a BTL or a preview show. I think I said definitively that Calvin Cater would never challenge for a title, that he'd reached his peak, and that Giga Chikadze was going to kick him to death. And who, buddy, was I wrong? And our our colleague Mike Heck uh, was quick to let me know that I was wrong, and <laughs> I underestimated greatly Calvin Cater. And so, and similarly, I'm very interested in this Josh Emmett fight. So here's what we're gonna do: the second way people have fun gambling they just bet on their favorite fighters they just say hey this is the guy i like the most i just want to bet on we're not this is a vibes bet has nothing to do with math or or breaking down a you know what's good what's bad where the technique is sure josh Emmett can wrestle a lot and hits really hard but none of that matters because we're betting vibes right now and the vibe is that calvin cater's dope and so our next bet on this little ticket we're putting together it's just Calvin Cater bet. Just bet straight on Calvin Cater. And you know what, AK? You're in good company because my colleague, your colleague, Connor Burks, he has a straight bet on Calvin Cater. He got him at minus 170. Obviously, that line has moved a lot. That line is now down to minus 235. Um, for for the math people at home, that's a 79.1% win probability for Cater. But Cater is 5-0 and as a favorite. He has never lost a favorite. Vegas has a really good understanding of where he where he excels, where he where he fails, because his, his underdog run, he's won a couple, but he's lost several. Um, but to come back to that point, Josh Emmett, 5-1 as an underdog. So he's cashing a lot of underdog tickets. What do I do? It does, it, you bet vibes. This is a vibes bet. We're here for vibes. You're, you're, we're on cater for this second this second part of the ticket. It's great. I individually am staying away from this fight. I think if I were to bet, uh, I would bet on Calvin Cater. But this is one of those where I think the odds are either close to correct or maybe a little bit, a little bit off. But I don't feel like putting underdog juice on Josh Emmett. So we've got two bets down. Okay, I have now. two bets. I have I have Darren Wynn on my slip, and I have Calvin Cater on my slip. That is absolutely correct. Okay. And now, and now we're doing the third because this is just three bets. We don't, we don't want to overload you with bets, but we want to make sure that you get some some action. In I'm already bit, feeling feel overwhelmed. Interested. That's why we're keeping it to three. And the third one, the third and and arguably the most important question: What fight is the most compelling? The one that you most want to see this weekend of the 14 fights on UFC Austin? What is the one that has you saying? That's not maybe not the main event, but it is it's my main event. It's the people's main event. I am so excited for Julian Marquez versus Gregory Rodriguez. This is perfect matchmaking. Uh and this is the good kind of middleweight muckiness that I like to see. This is this is like the potential for chaos. <laughs> I think I think both guys are on the more exciting end of the 185 pound roster. 
Um, and I think if you put them together, then like, again, that's why I love I love the matchup. I'm a big fan of Gregory Rodriguez. I actually think he's kind of a sleeper uh, at 185. Um, like legitimately could be, if he strings together the right wins, a top five guy. And I'm, feel, I'm sure people think I'm crazy, but I just feel very strongly about him. I love that. I, I mean, I listen, I like his guy. He got, he's got great jujitsu, but also, since he's come to the UFC, is just slugging it out with people, he which is, is he amazing. He is just a brawler, man. I, I love that. I love that. Hopefully, it doesn't go like I'd like to see him mix in, start mixing in the. I'm sorry to say this. I would like to see him start mixing. No. What I'm saying, Jen, is I want to see him mix the martial arts less <laughs> and go away from the striking and yeah. just go back to the jujitsu. I'm sorry. That is what I mean. Yeah, anyway, not but yes. mixing. You that is my unmix. Unmix. Yeah, stop mixing them. Get rid of it. Get that striking out of there. I know. I know it's exciting. He's got. He's got great knockout power. But get back to just and, and a pretty damn good chin too. He's, he does because he's getting himself into wars and and coming out on top. This could okay. be another one. I mean, this really could be another one. So that's great. Now, now we know the third fight. We need to put a bet down on, and it's just finding the right bet. And so, I mean. Give let's start here. Give me your ballpark. Where what do you say odds are for who who to win? You know how would you give me the out of ten percentage? Oh, okay. how many times out of ten would would Gregory Rodriguez or Julian Marquez win? I think I, I call Gre- them Julian. 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 Sorry. I think Gregory Rodriguez beats him seven out of ten times. Seven out of ten times. I wow, that, that is a that is a confident feeling. Yeah. Okay. The problem here is that Gregory Rodriguez is a minus 200 favorite. Mm-hmm. That's 66.7%. You know, that's that number. That's a pretty tight line. It's pretty close to value. You could make the bet, and it's it's not a bet. My other, we talked about my parlay feelings earlier. My other stance on parlays is anything that's over minus 200, minus 250 maybe is about the cap. Then I'll just use as a parlay piece largely because... At that point, it's the, the number's so high, screw it, just throw it on a parlay and have fun. So, But that's probably not our best bet for you here, just because it's so close to the line. So let's let's dig in. Let's figure some other things out. How do you, tell me how you see this fight playing out. What do you think is the most likely outcome, how things might go? Rodriguez by uh, club and sub. Submission. Love Love that. What? Where do we think? First round, second round, second round, second round. Okay. So in this instance, you. This is the fight. This is your fight. It's your baby. You want to get involved? Let's figure out what are prop bets looking at. So the first thing you said is club and sub. We're going to start there because I love that bet. I, I love a submission bet for Gregory Rodriguez because uh, I guess it, I should go out. Go ahead and say both Connor Burks and I are in agreement. Connor has Gregory Rodriguez straight. He got him early at minus one fifty. I am also taking Gregory Rodriguez currently, as we said, the line is minus 200. I still think that that is a valuable line, basically because Julian Marquez is actually not that great a defensive wrestler. And I think that while Gregory Rodriguez could successfully, you know, brawl it out with Julian Marquez, I think he is he is still willing to grapple when the occasion presents himself. I think he's going to be a little smarter. He's going to take Julian down and on the ground. This is a BJJ world champion like he is. He is going to hustle Julian Marquez. So I'm taking Gregory Rodriguez, but I also have a small prop bet down. Now, Gregory Rodriguez by submission is plus 350. It's a pretty good, tasty line. 350 is is a high payout. It's a 22% win probability functionally. And the reason I think that number is as high as it is for a world champion is because what you've talked about. We've seen Rodriguez 
get into brawls. And Julian Marquez, pretty sure, has never been submitted. So it'd be a bit of a first, but I think we can just go right there. We're we're going to close out your betting card for this week with with a prop bet on Gregory Rodriguez by submission. Now, if you're on DraftKings, that number that line isn't up yet. Okay, that's going to say I was like I I, well, I cannot I could not find this. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, DraftKings. So the main event should have prop bets up for it because they're usually quick with that. Yeah. DraftKings tends to drop uh, to put all their other bets down. All their prop bets tend to drop. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, uh, depending how quick they get them out. That so. is before. That is uh, after we are recording this podcast. It is way, after we are recording. And we I did notice, by the way, I, I've been checking the site today in anticipation of this. And, and just now, they have actually started putting up props for some of the uh, higher level fights. So yeah, I think you're right. It is. It is it, starting to they go us- up. They usually go main event down. So the main event oh, okay. will usually have sense. them up on on even Monday. You know, kind of fight week. They'll uh, or at least some of them, and they'll add more through through right. the day. Uh, but, and they kind of work their way down. But as of now, my theoretical slip would have Darren Wynn to win, Calvin Cater to win, Gregory Rodriguez to win, and Gregory Rodriguez to win by submission. Did you say specific, you specified round two? Do, no, no, we didn't do a round because oh, we didn't just, need to because the right, prop right. is there. So just, okay. I don't think we – I think that we don't need anything more from you unless wow. as we're talking through some stuff you say – you know, Jed, you're making great arguments. I agree with you. Or or you're just feeling. Because then from the rest of this, we got a bunch of good head picks. We got some solid vibe picks. And we got the action down in the places we want, wanted the action to be. With our favorite fighter, our least favorite fight, our favorite fight. Like, that's that's how you spice up a card. That I'll be honest. <laughs> this week actually doesn't need that much spicing up. It's a great card yes. top to bottom. But... Look, a little extra seasoning never hurt anybody, you know, and that's what this is all about. So we have we have now given you a betting slip. And now I want to talk to you about some of my bets. And let's see if maybe we can convince you. OK, convince you to jump on. There's board a name I'm hoping goes. to hear in your bets. But if you don't, I'll bring it up after. I have bets on a lot of people on okay. this card, um, actually. So this uh and part of the reason I wanted to do it this way and with you is because looking ahead at this card, I don't have a lot of interesting things to say about most of the fights on it. Actually, I'm going with a lot of chalk, a lot of heavy favorites, because I think the favorites here are favorites for a reason. But let's hop in because we talked about the main event uh, and I told you specifically that I don't I just don't feel good about a bet anywhere. And so I'm out of that. But I feel so very, very good about the co-main event. Because AK, Joe Lozon, Joe Lozon is going to do the damn thing here. And I, I believe it with all my heart and all my soul. Joe Lozon taking on Donald Cerrone in the co-main event. This fight was originally booked a month back. I don't remember exactly the timeline. Yep, UFC um, 274. Yep. Yeah, UFC 274. And I remember talking with Connor about it. Uh, I remember talking with Mike about it at, at various points in time. And... Maybe we just had an internal discussion. We were talking about it, but as of this morning, Joe Lozon is plus one forty-five uh, at two seventy-four. He's plus one fifty, so that line hasn't really changed substantially. I think that's great value. That's a forty percent win probability. I think this is at least a fifty-fifty fight between him and Donald Cerrone. Yes, Cerrone has more names on the resume, has had a more accomplished career in the sport, succeeded at welterweight and at lightweight. But one, I think the style matchup is tremendous for Lozon. Cerrone is notoriously a slow starter. Joe Lozon is notoriously a fast starter. He wins in the first round or he loses is largely how his career has broken down. 
He is going to come storming. Yes, both men are old and a little washed. I'm not here to say they're not. But I think Donald Cerrone is is all the way cooked at this juncture. He has just fought simply too much against too high opposition, taken too many beatings. I think he's cooked. And Joe Lozon, he's a little washed, but he's had a long layoff. This didn't work for me last week with Johanny Hanjacek. It did not. And I, I got convinced by people that she was going to have two years off and come back and looking better, and she did not. But I still think it's going to be the case with Lozon. He is so pumped about this fight. This is a fight he is so interested in, and the style is so good. I'm taking Joe Lozon at plus 145 underdog odds, and I also have a prop bet on Joe Lozon in round one because that pays out at plus 700. Now, a month ago, that was paying plus 800, so I think the books have figured out that line's a little aggressive, but plus 700, I'm all in on it. I think this, I'm not all in in the way I was all in on Valentina Shevchenko, but I love both of those bets, and that is where I'm at. That was Lozon to finish, to win by finish in round one. Correct. To finish, to win in the first round. Just to win in the first round. Okay, I see it because I see a full You can only of... win by finish in the first round. Yes, I was—I meant to say knockout or submission, but uh, I see a full lineup of props on DraftKings right now. Ooh, does that did that uh, fight get get props added to it? Yes, they don't have. I don't think they have just finished though. I think you have to say knockout or submission. Oh uh, no! Or, or they have, or they haven't just they haven't put they haven't put it up yet. I should say. I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's it should be under fight parlays is usually where it is. I will say. Oh yeah, they're racing. I will say if you do, you do you feel do you feel knock? Do you feel strongly about knockout or submission? Knockout, right? You would say knockout. Knockout seems more likely, but I club and sub is just such. I think also an opportunity, but I think I think knockout is the most the most likely. So if you're trying to go, and if you read no uh, the gambling column later this week, you may see in there my long shot of the week may in fact be Joe Lozon by first round KO because. I'm not looking at the odds right now because I haven't seen them yet, but I suspect that that is going to be upwards of four figures. It's going to be plus 1,200 or, uh, yeah, 1,200. It is plus 1,000. Oh, that's a little lower than I would have thought, but honestly, it's still probably going to be be the bet just because I do think that's the most likely outcome is that he he gets it done in the first. If if he's going to win, I think it's going to be by KO, and I think it's going to be really early. And so that's kind of where I'm feeling right now for him. Does that do you know, convince you to take a wager? Let me tell Do you know how many times Don Cerrone has been submitted in his career? Off the top of my head? Um, has he ever been submitted? Yes. I can not th- I can only think of, especially this recent run of him just getting blasted. So It was a very disappointing... It was very... Exciting matchup that ended. In Wait, did Bindo in choke him in WBC? Yeah, guilt. Okay, super yeah. tight guilt. Their, very their quickly. Fir- their second fight. Yes, that is right. the is only first fight. Yeah, was really good. Yeah, that is the only time that he's ever been submitted. Yeah, I mean the dude can grapple, uh, <laughs> and his his head is much weaker than his grappling defense is at this juncture. But so and so, yeah, I'm. I think later for the gambling column this week, like I said probably going to be Lozon by KO round one for the long shot because I think that that's I think that's certainly plausible I won't say it's yeah. the most likely outcome yeah. but I think it's far more likely than the odds are suggesting that 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 is that is more exciting to me you're asking what I, what I place on just Joe Lozon by first 
first round finish, I'd be like, nah, I need that extra, I need that extra juice. Yeah, get that extra juice. <laughs> it's all about and look, and I'll tell you what, when you hit one of those, who buddy, is that the most exciting thing? Because Molly McCann's KO this year, one of the best KOs of the year. Unbelievable. But I had a bet on McCann by TKO or KO in round three at plus thirty four hundred. And that that is really unbelievable. Cashing a plus thirty four hundred bet is a good, good feeling. So maybe take a gamble. Maybe take a wager here, okay? If if you're feeling, I don't want to impress upon you. That is tempting. This is all about getting you acclimated to the idea of gambling. I wanna I wanna let you have the fun that the rest of us all have. Because I, I was definitely doing it wrong last week. I was like, like, I mean, I came out ahead just I don't know by the by the the, the grace of Valentina, I came out ahead. Uh, but I did not enjoy it. But I also know I wasn't doing You're never it right. doing it wrong when you bet on Valentina Shevchenko. That's my firm belief in life. Um, yes. And, and well, now, now I don't know how strongly I stand by that. That's <laughs> you know, everybody has a scare every now and again. But you're right. I, I'm probably not going all in again for some time. At least not on Valentina. Because that one, that one took years off my life. But <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> It was a tough one. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. But AK, we're moving on. We're going to go to the next fight that I have or that that I feel we should talk about. And it's the next fight down the card. It's Tim Means versus Kevin Holland. Again, now we're into this section of the card, though, where I honestly don't have a lot of interesting things to say. I've got a lot of bets now. Connor's given me a lot of bets, but I don't feel some of the bets Connor's given me. I don't feel like I have a good enough read on the situation to feel comfortable with the bet he's making. So, well, maybe you can convince us otherwise. But for this one, both Connor and I have Kevin Holland as parlay pieces. 
And I can't speak for what Connor's seeing here, but for me, this one pretty simply boils down to Tim means really good fighter. He's actually still doing well for himself. Like he is not, it's not like he's, he's maybe declining physically from his performances, but he's still getting W still doing well. But I think Kevin Holland is younger, faster, probably stronger. They both have a similar body type and largely we've seen Kevin Holland struggle with dudes who take him down and control him. And he has been very capable on the feet and also is capable of using the wrestling that he is trying so desperately to add to his game and just, being more well-rounded, more dynamic fighter. And I think that that's just it. I think he's more dynamic than Kevin, uh, than Tim means. And I think that he's going to get the job done. So I've got him included as a parlay piece, uh, as does Connor. AK, what's your read on this fight though? I do like, I'm such a fan of the dirty bird. Um, I really wanted to see him fight Robbie Lawler. That's a whole other thing. And, and I was, but I can't be disappointed with the Kevin Holland matchup. I remember when I saw this, that this was made, I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense for both guys, actually, because Kevin Holland really has a name. Tim Means is like one of the most, not overlooked because fans do like him, but it just doesn't feel like people like put him in that in that upper tier of welterweights and like i get it he's kind of has always been missing that big win but really he gives a scrap to anybody and if it does stay on the feet which i expect this one to do i think i do have to favor means um holland you know can be so explosive and so exciting and unpredictable on the feet which is great but because i would uh, Unless unless Holland puts him away, I would I would imagine this one goes to scorecards, and in that situation, I would I would greatly favor Tim Means. Um, so I love the matchup. I do like it for Means. I'm a little surprised at the money line that I'm looking at. I mean, it's it's not a small line. Minus two sixty is up there um, uh, for for Kevin Holland. I think people are just so impressed with with how Holland looked in his welterweight debut, mm-hmm. and and he's Kevin Holland. He's a guy who's talked himself up to being really interesting and compelling and he's that sort of figure and yet also i would just you know i think there's some of it that kevin holland you see this a lot in betting on kevin holland is getting finishes and tim means his last his last run all decisions you know he has been he has been a decision machine and so i i think that that's kind of playing into where we're getting but i think that you're probably honestly i think you may have a better read on this fight than than either Connor or I did because the more I looked into it, the more I was like, I probably, this is probably just should be a pass. Like the odds are so heavy, probably shouldn't be. If there's value on Kevin Holland, which I, again, I think that there is some, there's probably not enough for me to have bet this, but I already threw him in a parlay. So this is what we do. We're just going with it and we're going to see what happens and uh, hope it works out. Does the parlay really also involve the, the so the parlay doesn't involve this fight? It's a parlay with other. It's not like a, it's not like Kev, Kevin Holland plus Kevin Holland by KO or nothing like that. No, 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 okay. uh, no. Um, it is all all of my parlay pieces this week, uh, and I have five of them are all individual fighters. So, um, but uh, I mentioned earlier, Connor has Kevin Holland parlayed with Phil Hawes. Okay, uh, and that that pays out at plus one hundred eight for him. Uh, I have Kevin Holland parlayed with Phil Halls as well. I got those numbers slightly different. Uh, that pays out at minus 109. But again, I've got a big parlay thing at the end because I, I did something very, very dumb. Ooh, <laughs> we'll talk I, about that. I, I like that. Next to fight on the main card, I have nothing to say here, but I want to give you an opportunity. 
in case this is a fight that speaks to you, because I think it is a fun fight, but I don't have any idea what the hell is going to happen between Joaquin Buckley and Albert uh, Duryev. I don't know if um, whatever the dude from Detroit, uh, Captain Dan, or whatever that guy's name is, I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. The Detroit survival guy. Do you remember who I'm talking? What, what's his oh, name? Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, the one, wait, yeah. the one that everyone's making, keeps making fun of. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if uh, he's going to be in the corner for Buckley, <laughs> and that may sway the odds. But uh, as it sits, uh, Duraev is minus two twenty favorite. Uh-huh. Buckley's plus one eighty. Uh-huh. Neither I nor Connor have any action here. I favor uh, Duraev just because. I still have a lot of questions about Buckley's long-term viability and strategy use, but he's also a, a super, super well-built young man and athletic and dangerous and showed improvements in his last fight out against Abdul Razak Hassan. I mean, he showed a, a more tactical approach to the fight. I just I can't feel good about a bet, but do you have a do you have a particularly strong feeling about this fight? I don't. I will just say was this Duraev that did this? The uh, before I slander the man, um, was it Duraev? Sorry, guys, if people here clicking of keys, I'm doing a quick Google search. Um, who did the cat? Who did the ca- yes? Okay, so this is my this is my gambling. I have advice. no idea what you're talking. Yeah, about. no, no. Okay, this is my gambling advice. If you if you uh, love cats, if you love animals in general, but particularly cats as I do, uh, oh, you cannot pick <laughs> big time. You cannot bet on Albert Duraev. Because there was a video from 2018 uh, of him uh, training by throwing a cat, or I should slander him. I should, I should, I should, I should sorry, check myself before I slander him. But yeah, yeah, they're yeah, throwing you a cat. Slander anyone? You shouldn't slander anyone. But this is this is not slander because this is video. This is a video that he put on Instagram. So this is not. <laughs> these are not allegations. These are video on Instagram of him and uh, and him and a teammate throwing throwing a cat between them. Um, now I that's I, I weird, listen. That's a weird thing. Yes, it, it was. People were not happy about it. Uh, it's it, it was a little aggressive. Um, I understand it's his pet. Uh, when we say throwing, are you talking about like tossing or like fastballing? Like tossing it with a teammate. So people people know what I'm talking about. Just Google Albert Drive cat, and there's video. This video he put. This is video he put up on Instagram. So uh, yes, this is a vibes pick. Uh, in good conscience, people, you cannot bet unless you. Unless you want to bet against him, this is, this makes you say, "Hey, I'm really liking Buckley as an underdog now." Then go for it. But I'm, I think you're right, though. Maybe just maybe just stay away from from this fight in general. No, I'm not right now because now we've added another bet to your card. Because vibes <laughs> bets are important bets. You got to make vibes bets because I I didn't because you are the prince of positivity. I didn't want to put you in this position when uh-huh. I was outlining how I wanted to to game this. But I would also normally have added to the three categories, who's your least favorite fighter? Who's oh. the fighter you hate? But I know that you're the guy. You're the prince of positivity. You don't hate anybody. No, I don't even hate Albert Drive. Like I said, the video is yeah. ugly. But, I don't but like we're it. close enough there. This is a vibes pick. You also have to vibe. Again, you vibe for okay. people and you vibe against them. So we're going to add Joaquin Buckley at to right. your now, th- now five bets down on that card now. Yes. You've got Joaquin Buckley in there as well. That's great because I think we're actually going to get one more vibes pick added on because I certainly have a vibes pick and I'm excited to talk about it. But first, first, my good friend, we've got to move our way to the rest of the main card. A lightweight bout, Demir Ismagulov versus Guram Kutatladze. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. That's pretty good. 
Uh, this is a fight that, uh, similar to some other ones I've said here, I just don't feel like I have a good read. My belief is that uh, Demir is going to get this done because I think he's a little more well-rounded. Well that being said, uh, Kutatladze does have the winner over Matush Gamrot, who I think incredibly highly of. Um, close, fight. A, close fight. Close fight. Very close fight. Um, I'm not certain he won it, but he did officially win it. And so that gives me a lot of pause. But Connor, Connor Burks, he does not have the same concerns. He bet uh, Demir Smagolov at minus 150. That line uh, has now moved to minus 160. So pretty close, about the same. Uh, and Demir is 5-0 and as a favorite, as you'd expect from a dude who has one loss in his career. So I'm... I just, I, this is stay away from me, but I don't know if you have any vibes here, any specific thoughts on this matchup. I think both guys are legit, and that's why I'm a little scared to bet on Ismagulov. I wouldn't go as far as to call this like a trap fight, but it does, it is unfortunate for him that he's kind of, he's on a pretty nice streak, and he has to run to this guy who, again, yeah, the last time we saw him, which was about 18 months ago. It's been some time too. It's been some time other. since the fight was was that fight with Gamrot, like which, like we said, was competitive, but he did officially win. Um, Kudelatse is kind of a mystery man at lightweight, so you know if he gets past Ismagulov, that would tell us a lot, and it would really like f- shoot him up the rankings. Um, if he isn't high already again from from a split nod over Gamrot, so like I would just really would not want to bet on this fight. If I had to, um. If I had to, you know what? I'd probably, I'd just probably just take a flyer on Kutalatse. I'd just say, hey, he's he's sl- there's, he's a slight underdog. I'm not. I don't feel com- like asking your out of ten question. I wouldn't go com- feel confident saying like is Magulov wins seven times out of ten. I'd like I'd go below that, like probably short of fifty fifty. But I think they're really evenly matched. So uh, is Magulov is great. The the, the Kazakhstan. Um, He's Kazakhstan. He's fighting out of Russia. He he's from Kazakhstan. He's, yeah. he, he fights but, out of Russia. He's from Kazakhstan. Yeah, the Kazakhstan MMA scene is very, very real. Um, Apparently. But if I had Shavkat to bet... Rachmanov. Right? If I had to bet, I'd go with the slight underdog just because that would be more... I don't know. Just more interesting to me. I I, I think that that's totally fair. My my thought here is... And I mentioned Shavkat Rachmanov, fellow Kazakh fighter. I feel very similarly uh, about Demir as I do about Shavkat. I think Shavkat's only a little less so even. I think Shavkat is great. I think this guy is going to be at the, in the top 15 of the division. But every time I watch him fight, I'm just kind of waiting for it all to collapse. Like, I, he's he's very talented, very good, and he is knocking people out, finishing them, and getting these comparisons to um, some, of, you know, some of the brightest prospects that we've ever seen. Hamzat Shemaev, I know that is the guy that we all talked about. Like, whoa, which of these guys is actually better? I feel that I feel that Shavkat is maybe at some point I feel like there's smoke and mirrors here with him, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But I'm also willing to think that like maybe I'm just wrong. Demir Smagulov really feels like there's smoke and mirrors here, and I can't tell you why. But my vibes are that he is going to lose badly in the not too distant future. I don't know if it's going to be this fight or not. I just but for a guy with such a gaudy, you know, twenty eight and one or whatever his record is something is one mm-hmm. loss and 20 plus wins mm-hmm. every time i watch him fight i think this dude's very good but there's just some component missing and maybe it's just that like he's not like a great athlete and so it's it's weird to watch him have to fight extremely well to beat marginal lightweights you know or guys who are good but not great 
but I feel even I feel very similar about both guys, and that gives me a big concern about betting on either of them because I don't want the one time I say, "Well, this guy's going to do it now," to then be burned. So I'm passing. But we have one final fight on the main card of of UFC Austin, and we don't have to talk about it because we already did. It's a Julian yes. Marquez versus Gregory Rodriguez. I made it clear. We've my feelings established. We've already established everything, but. The prelim main event we do have to talk about. Oh, yes. Because the prelim main event for UFC Austin is a bantamweight bout between Adrian Yanez and Tony Kelly. Adrian Yanez is awesome. And uh, every time out, I mean, his his last fight was a fight of the night with Davey Grant um, at last, last fall. And before that, he turned in three performance of the night. So this dude has had four fights in the UFC and four performance bonuses. He has been all gas, no breaks. One of my favorite prospects going right now is Adrian Yanez. And coincidentally, he is fighting against the current person that no one is a big fan of, Mr. Tony Kelly. <laughs> bad so vibes. If you, bad vibes, Jed. Tony Kelly is all bad vibes because if you somehow missed it or you just forgot about it, uh, at the Blockwitch Rockage fight uh, a few weeks ago, um, Mr. Tony Kelly was cornering Andrea Lee and said some things that are very bad and not great um, about Brazilians. And I'm not going to repeat them. You can go find the internet on the uh, find the information on the internet. But he said a lot of xenophobic stuff and then doubled down on it by basically being like, I didn't say anything wrong. You guys are all, the world is soft now. Blah, blah, blah. And Adrian Yanez, being the hero that he is, uh, was watching the fight card and was like, man, I can't wait to dust this dude. And I think he's going to do it. Uh, I think both my, you know, both, both my value says that Adrian Yanez has value here, but for sure my vibes say Adrian Yanez is the bet to bet to go with. And so I have a, I have Adrian Yanez who is minus 350 as a favor right now. I have him as a parlay piece and I am also taking a, this one's a little bit more of a vibes bet, but Yanez by KO TKO at plus 150. Connor Burks has uh, Yanez in a parlay with Cody Stamen, who we'll talk about in just a moment, but AK, is this a vibes bet for you? Is this because I think this would be the last vibes bet of the card, just kind of looking at it, and it feels like we can round out your betting card with a vibes bet right now. Yeah, uh, uh, look, Tony Kelly is actually is a good fighter, by the way. You know, all, all chicanery aside and all all stupidity aside, he he actually he is a really good fighter uh, in what is a very tough division. But I am all in on Adrian Yanez, and I have been for a long time. I think he is the best boxer at 135 pounds. And maybe, wow, and wow, maybe, that is a big statement. You know, Pierre Yan competes at 135 listen, pounds, right? Listen, he's up there. But we did, listen, I have to stand on my word. We did a Who's the Best Boxer in MMA article some time ago. And yeah, look, we kind of write those things, and sometimes we have takes just for the sake of having takes. But I'll stand by it. I picked Yanez. Uh, I, hey, I, that's I, the way to go. Because I had a take that Juliana Pena was going to upset him <laughs> Nunes, and, and then that. I stuck by it, and it worked and, out. And now you get to ride it for the rest of your life. For the rest of my life. So I feel that strongly about Giannis that, yeah, even at minus 350, I'm like, nah, man. Like, that's a, that's a worth – that looks like a worthwhile bet to me. I think I think the odds are right, and I'm all in. I, I think uh, – I, I think he could win by knockout, um, but I also just feel very comfortable with him winning a, a dominant three-round decision. Um, he is – yeah, he is a guy who will – at it's hard to say at 135, but will at least find himself in a number one contender's bout sometime in the near future, and uh, and who knows, eventually challenge for a title. He's just his striking is just so so good. Love it, 
love love that we all are in agreement because Connor's with us here. And so because Giannis is such a favorite, now we're going to do the other thing. We're going to close out your betting card, a vibes bet. We're going to go double vibes. We're going to go, uh, we are going to, instead of, well, we're not going to, never parlay underdogs. If you learn nothing else from this episode, okay, never parlay underdogs. Unless you're, shoot, unless you're shooting the moon. Otherwise, have underdogs have plenty of value. I have an incredible underdog parlay, though, to throw out later. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. I'm excited because <laughs> that's, that's a moonshot. Then we're okay with it. But we're going to round out your betting ticket this week. We're going to parlay Adrian Yanez with Gregory Rodriguez. So instead of betting Gregory Rodriguez straight, we'll just parlay those two. And you will also have the Gregory Rodriguez by submission uh, value prop there. So... But it's great. We've locked in your card because I don't think you're going to have anything else that you're particularly vibing about here. Um, but we do have a couple. <laughs> oh, listen, uh, don't uh, you don't have any room in any of your parlays or your slips for uh, for the Maria Oliveira Gloria DePaula fight? I, in fact, do. Okay, I actually, hope so. that's the next. That's the next. Oh, fight you're gonna I bring it up. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's a whole segment to this. Okay, please do. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a whole there's a whole well, segment, right? Okay, that's right. We're we're still we're still concluding. Okay, have, I, I, I got have, excited because I feel like we have to talk about you this did. fight. I have two more fights that I oh my. Uh, am, am interested in. Talk, I guess three more technically okay. fights. My slip is done. But we're like my slip is done. Well, actually, no, your not. betting slip is done. Maybe. Unless you want to add more, right? But I think we're for sure locked in here. All right. So the next fight, um, I mean, we've got some other fights happening. Uh, we've got a welterweight contest between Court McGee, McGee and Jeremiah Wells, featherweight mm-hmm. bout between Ricardo Ramos and Denny Chavez, which I think is actually a sensational fight. I just don't want to put a bet down there. But the next bet I have is on the women's strawberry bout between Maria Oliveira and Gloria DePaula. But AK, it sounds, before we even get to me, it sounds like you have vibes. It sounds like you have thoughts and an like- and, and argument. So tell me what, what you're thinking here. How can Gloria DePaula be a minus 265 favorite over anyone? This is absurd. This is listen, I I I understand if you look at Gloria DePaula's record, she has fought very tough. Like she's six and four. She's fought good competition. I, I get it. I get it. That she's better than her record says. But for her to be six and uh, a mine, this is Bellator odds. Like, why is she I I know we don't know a lot about Maria De, uh Maria Oliveira either. Uh, and she has certainly fought lesser competition. So, you know, from a qualitative standpoint, I have a basic understanding of where this line is coming from. But there's so, like, there's so inexperienced at the UFC level. Actually, this is the fourth fight for DePaul. Fine. No, so DePaul has actually been, had a few, which so is people, odd because so, so I would are, not have thought it. <laughs> you would not have remembered is what you're saying. Yep, not um, well. But the point stands... I think anyone looking at this card, and if you're hard, even if you're hardcore and you know who, Glor- who Gloria DePaula is, you, I think you'd be shocked that she's minus two sixty five. That shouldn't be, and that Oliver so is a plus excited. a plus two fifteen underdog. Like what? <laughs> I'm, I'm so very very excited about what's about to happen right okay. now because I was in full agreement with you when I looked at this. I said, "What the hell is going on right now?" Like Gloria DePaula. Should not be this big a favorite. And my recollection is like Maria Oliveira, she she lost to Tabitha Ricci, who's not a bad fighter. Like, Tabitha Ricci is a pretty good fighter. And I remember that fight being competitive. I went back and watched it. And it's more competitive than you think it is. It's not like Ricci clearly wins, but Oliveira shows some heart, some toughness, some grit, some determination in there. But what she doesn't show uh, is the ability to actually fight. And that's that's the thing, because the tape here, 
when I went back and watched the tape, because I uh -huh. came into this, I looked at this fight and said, I think that there's an underdog bet to be made. Mm. And I went and watched the tape and I was like, oh no, I am super wrong. Gloria DePaula is going to beat the hell out of <laughs> Oliveira. Because Gloria DePaula, here, and here are my reasons. I don't need to get too deep into it. She is substantially more athletic. She is a much smoother striker. Oliveira looks very, like she knows what to do, but it's very robotic and forced and uh -huh. there's it, it, she's doing the things because she's supposed to but she's not comfortable in there whereas DePaul is extremely comfortable on the feet um this is a little more because we've seen her more often there are more fights to judge this by obviously she has improved time in and time out she is looking better every time that there's a progression to her which is good but mostly the biggest one to me Oliveira's Oliveira's record is is all smoke and mirrors it's all uh -huh. fake I'm it's looking all at fraudulent it she has her combined opponents that she has defeated have a record of eight and 17 she has seven wins seven wins of her 12 i think wins is what she has in her record uh, -huh. uh seven of them are over winless fighters and she only has two wins over winning fighters so only uh, and by winning fighters I mean, 1-0 and 2-0 or her two, like everything else, she has lost to any of the good fighters she has faced, and she has mostly faced people who have never fought before, and some of them who have never fought since. There's just nothing to believe that she deserves to be in the UFC, if we're just being honest. Like, it's not, and that is not a critique on her as an individual or as an athlete, but her record has not borne out that she deserves to be here. Uh, and Gloria DePaula, I think, does absolutely has proven that she deserves to be here. Maybe this is a bad bet because the odds are high. And as you say, Bellator odds, but honestly, if you just go watch their, each of their most recent fights, I think you, anybody, and you just watch them side by side, you would say that one girl is going to kick the crap out of that <laughs> other girl, because that's all I did. I put them up and I was like, one of these people looks like they really can like that. They have something here. And the other one looks like no. So, I have Gloria DePaula as a parlay piece. Connor does not, but she is part of my group of five parlay pieces. So, honestly, spent more time talking about that fight than I thought we would. Uh, Oliveira's record is a little uh, is a little Maseravian. Let's 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 coin that phrase. It's a little oh, Maseravian. Maser not to say the the fights are fake, but I think like we can use it as sort of a blanket term for yeah, just a record. Just when you dig into a record at all. And, and you're just like, ooh, that looks better on paper <laughs> it than it does when you actually look at it. <laughs> and that's it. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. And so we've talked about a lot of other stuff. The last thing I need to talk about, oh, I guess the last thing I need to talk about, and then we'll mention one other fight because Connor Burks has a bet on another fight. But the last fight I have a bet on is the, another Bantamweight bout, this one between Eddie Wineland and Cody Stanley. I knew it. Don't need to break this down too much. 
Uh, Cody Stamen is a massive favorite. He's minus 525 right now. Uh, Wineland, huge underdog, plus 385. And this is very simply one, two, is a two part bet. One, Vegas understands Cody Stamen very well. He is 4 0 as a favorite. He has lost most of his underdog bouts. They know where to set his lines, and he he does what he is supposed to do, but never overachieves. Eddie Wineland is old, and this is just that. Like he is at the peak of his powers. I still think that this would be a bad style for him, but he is he's not at the peak of his powers. Cody Stamen is not going to be the guy some people wanted him to be, but he is still a more than serviceable bantamweight. He is younger, faster, stronger. He is a more powerful wrestler. He is. Not as good a striker, but probably can just out-volume Wineland on the feet at this juncture. I think this is, again, it's a high price to pay, but I, I have him as a parlay piece. And Connor Burks has Stamen parlayed with Adrian Yanez for minus 164 odds. AK, do you have anything, any different pearls of wisdom about this fight? I feel like this one is very straightforward for everybody. Yeah, no way. I, th- I think I think that's a, that'd be, it'd be fun to just throw money on Eddie Wineland, but I, boy, this, this would be... Like low key, one of the biggest upsets of the year, I think. If Eddie Wineland finds huge. a way to win this fight, I know, I know it's not a fight like anyone's even really talking about. It is a preliminary bout, and um, it does seem kind of set up for Stamen to win. But uh, yeah, I think it, if if this happened, we would be talking about the end of the year, like what the hell happened if, if Cody Stamen lost this fight? Yeah, if if we do an uh, um, an upset of the year kind of award and and Eddie Wineland won, I think he would have a really good shot <laughs> at at taking home those honors. Mm-hmm. So. That is my last bet. Uh, Connor Burks does have one more bet down, and it is on a fight we have yet to talk about. Uh, so, very quickly, it is the opener. Super weird opener, by the way, this week. It blows my <laughs> mind that Roman Dolidze and and Kyle Dawkins are the like that. That could open a pay per view. Like that's that yeah. quality of fight, but it's opening a fight night here. Uh, Connor has money down on Kyle Dawkins, who is the favorite. He got Dawkins straight. He has him at minus one eighty. That line has since changed. Kyle Dawkins is now minus two forty. Um, math wise, Dawkins is three and one as a favorite. Dolizé, this is his first time ever being an underdog. So, uh, I think this is a fight where if I'm p- just picking a winner, I'm going to pick Kyle Dawkins. But Dolizé is really powerful, a pretty good grappler, and I feel like could be a could be live here as an underdog i just don't feel confident in it so i'm staying away but ak do you have any what's your read on this fight if you have anything to add you know to to my broad assessment here kyle dacus has been prior to this fight was in back-to-back penultimate bouts he was in a what i would consider a legitimate co-main event against kevin holland that was that is definitely that was eight, eight months ago and then a a second to last fight by default against uh, Jamie Piggott. I think that was everybody not originally the scheduled uh, co-main. So, I mean, just kind of ended up there, but um, yeah, that's weird. He has got back to back penultimate fights and then opening the prelims. Now this whole card is on ESPN, uh, ESPN and ESPN plus. So it, it's almost like, it's almost like opening up just the whole card, like as a total, you almost like don't, there's really no, almost no point in separating prelim and main card. Um, for this particular particular event on Saturday, That's true. So, so if you but want to look is, at it that way, yeah, but, but it's very still weird. weird for him to be the first fight of yes, the night after because... being second second to last yeah. on the last two cards. <laughs> he was yeah, on. and it's very strange. And you know, it, it's that it's it's UFC Austin, so he is you know there because they're going to a location. People are going to be there, and some people will be there for the whole thing. But fourteen fights, not everyone's going to show up for the mm-hmm. for the curtain jerker. And so Kyle Dawkins, who 
is a good fighter and a solid, you know, fairly young competitive middleweight and has been very exciting, if nothing else, too. Like this dude who's been having good fights. It's super weird to see him as the curtain jerker when like Jasmine Jasudavicius versus I was, wait, I was waiting for Silva. that. I was waiting like, for that. I don't know how that's not the curtain jerker, but or I mean Maybe Jet. Court Court McGee. Maybe people just know Court McGee from Tough, but like that, I would have thought that Kyle Dawkins from Delize would have been either you know based on this card. I don't actually know if it's main card, but mm-hmm. I would have thought you know closer maybe the prelim main event even over Yanez Kelly. Mm-hmm. But but it's it's just super weird. It's a very that, interesting card structure. That flyweight fight should have clearly been the opener. Um, and by the way, I want I, it is it is Jasmine. Jazz Devicius, Jazz, Jazz Devicius. Jazz De- it took me so a Jazz, long. Jazz Jazz Devicius. Yeah, ja- th- that is a good way to remember. Yes, Jazz Jazz Devicius. It took me a long time to get that one. Um, so yes, Jasmine Jazz Devicius. I do- thank you. If she Shout doesn't out. walk out to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> what a she's doing it wrong. It's a missed opportunity. Thank you, That's Mike Heck. Thank you, Mike Heck, for uh, with the, helping with the pronunciation there. Mike. Um, he's the best. Him, him and John, him and John Anik. They don't miss man. They don't miss pronunciation. Uh. Yeah, uh, my thoughts on this fight. Kyle Dawkins is uh, the favorite, I assume, right? Is that yes. he is? He is comfortable the f- favorite. Minus two forty. Minus two forty. Uh, no, I think that line sound. How much underdog? Is, uh, Delize, sorry. Plus one ninety five. So Delize is a thirty four percent win probability. I'm feeling pretty confident about Dawkins here, and I like Delize. Delize is one of those guys. I think he's tough. I think he's going to hang around in the UFC's middleweight division for a long time. I just, I just don't know what his ceiling is, and if we ever see him break out of like that middle of the pack, uh, you know, and really string together the kind of wins you need to to make it top twenty, top fifteen. So, and Dawkins is a guy who I still feel like has that potential. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'd be just going with the guy who I think has better future prospects. I like him in this matchup stylistically, and uh, yeah, I think minus two four is a strong line, and I, I'd be comfortable betting it. Nice. Well, I, if, honestly, if I bet I on MMA, like, which I don't, yeah. You don't. The last thing I'll say about this fight is I do think that part of my Dawkins, uh concern is I don't think that his brother is a very good heavyweight, and so it I think that taints my view of him as middleweight to some extent. So you <laughs> could be harsh. right, but I'm staying. I am staying away from this fight, which brings us almost to the end of our show. Now, okay. before we wrap up, because I'm going to end the show, obviously recapping the bets and explaining all my parlays because I have many, many parlays. But before then, I believe you have something to offer me. AK. I have a couple things. Let's do. You, do, let, do you, before we get to me, let's get to you then, sir. As the guest, okay. Guests first, please. All right. The floor is yours. Do you, do you do a lock of the week? No. Okay, I have. I. One. Oh, okay. We're doing a lock of the week this week. What's the lock of the week? Pretty low wattage. Um, McGee Wells over two and a half rounds. Ooh, I think minus, that's very good. Minus two point five, uh, minus one eighty five. Excuse me. So I mean, you know, it's not like a big thing, but it's like I'd be shocked if McGee. I think his last eight, seven, eight fights have gone to a decision. McGee doesn't finish people, and he, he never he gets finished. That's it. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So there you go. There's your sexy lock of the week. Uh, a court, a court McGee decision. Yeah, love it. I didn't say decision I mean, win, but I don't know if he wins or not. I, I didn't pick that, but uh, I do think it goes to goes to the scorecards. Yeah, I. Uh... I, I wanted to bet Jeremiah Wells just because I really want to fade Court McGee. But then I watched Jeremiah Wells fight and I was like, this feels a lot like Jeremiah Wells is going to have a strong first round mm-hmm. and then he's going to get tackled and sat on for two more. Yeah. And this is this is just a fight not to bet. But 
as a result of that, I, I do I I didn't even look at that line. I think that's a good bet. I love okay. that bet. Um, and and I may include that in the gambling column later this week. Excellent. And uh could I interest you in some PFL, sir? <laughs> oh, you can absolutely interest me in some PFL. <laughs> I, I am sad because a- I was supposed I was supposed to go to the PFL this week, um, but the PFL decided to come to Atlanta, Georgia on the week I have my vacation coming up, so I will not be going to the PFL this week. I will be going for the next two, but arguably one of their their better offerings recently. I mean, the lightweights doing lightweight things, uh-huh. Antonio Carl Shoeface out, out here doing business. What, what do you have for me? Well, you said never to parlay underdogs, so of course this is a three underdog parlay. Uh- <laughs> Tremendous. Anchor. All right. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can guess. Okay. Go ahead. Roush Monfio is for sure. Yeah, he's the anchor. He. Why is he? Why are they not respect? I like. He's fighting OAM Olivier. I don't. I don't. I mean, OAM is a fine fighter. I I am not certain why this line is not a. That's bad. Not like a pick'em. Like that line should probably be a pick'em. Plus one sixty underdog for for Roush. What the. Yeah, I uh, I didn't honestly look at uh, PFL lines, but keep going. That is a very, I can only assume that they just are really vibing OAM because of OAM's pedigree in the UFC. But like, yeah. I don't know, Monfio has been beating better dudes. <laughs> that seems very weird. Honestly, I'm probably going to bet that um, as we're looking at it. I will say. <laughs> what are the other two? Oh, the two, um, two more underdogs. Miles Price. No, that would have been smart. But I did not go I, in that direction. I just looked at Jeremy Stevens at minus five twenty five and thought Jeremy Stevens should not be a minus five twenty five favorite against yeah. any warm body. Um, who else here? There's no way you're on Marcin Held, are you? No, that's not one of them. I've okay, heard. thank God. I thank God. I was like that. Uh, no, Victor it's Pesta. worse. It's worse. No, you're not going. You're not going bad enough. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing then, because Pesta actually looks kind of live. Marcin no. Held would be an awful Listen, bet. If you're gonna do it, what, what, if, what if are you gonna, doing? I can't gonna, guess beyond Ralph. If you're gonna do a three underdog PFL parlay, my friend, you just go nuts with it. You anchor it with Hush, and you throw in Theodorus Axtulis to defeat Omari Akhmedov at plus three eighty five, and an awful bet. And okay. Bruce Bruce Soto to beat Shoeface at. Shockingly, only plus five fifty. I mean, based on what we know about both guys, he should be like a plus one thousand underdog. But uh, listen, this is a parlay. This parlay, if if it hits, if you bet five dollars, you will win around four hundred bucks. So there you go. Well, you can't miss. That is the fun here. You <laughs> I will mention just very briefly because I think it bears bears mentioning Theodorus Oxtulis, light heavyweight, taking on you know Antonio Shoeface Carlos Jr. Decorated grappler. No, no, no. That's no, no. Akhmedov uh, is fighting Akhmedov. Soto is fighting. Oh, he's fighting Akhmedov. Yeah, yeah. Soto. Okay. Bruce Soto okay. is the, the biggest underdog on the card at plus five fifty. Okay, sorry, I, I did have that incorrect. Then, mm-hmm. so that's better because what that's I was about better. to say, although I'm still not sure it's better. Well, I don't know if you know this, but Akhmedov got uh, got tapped by Marcin Held, welterweight Marcin Held. So I was like, if you're picking him to beat Shoeface, you've lost your mind. <laughs> this is the PFL. Listen. That- the smart cage, you don't know what's going to happen in there, all right? This is not like the octagon. This is not like the, you know, the six-sided cage or whatever. Chaos incarnate. This is this is the smart cage, okay? The smart cage has no... There's no laws in there, despite what the name may say. So, I'm just saying, I think it'd be fun. Could, could I... Could you... Could you... Would you... 
parlay any of these favorites on this card with any of the UFC? Would you, are you going to do any PFL UFC mix mixes? No. Um, I'm just kind of looking at the odds right now. I am going to bet Roush Monfield at plus 160. That is just a good bet. Nathan Schulte, um, only minus 150 over uh, held. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably the other bet that's jumping out at me. Mm-hmm. Um, you you could parlay Akhmedov um, with... So I, honestly, if I hadn't already placed these bets down, uh, adding Akhmedov to my um, stupid parlays would have been nice, but <laughs> I'm already down. I don't, I don't need to add any more money, which is an excellent segue because it takes me to, before we close out with a recap of the bets, I need to explain to the listeners, explain to you, sir, what my parlays are because I've been saying I have parlays. And for the, for the sake of ease... I did put two simple parlays in. All uh, right. Uh, Kevin Holland and Phil Hawes, minus 260, minus 260. That parlayed together for a minus 109 total. And I also parlayed Yanez, Stamen, and DePaula for a plus 111 total. I think that's really, those are just five fighters I feel are going to win. You can mix and match those kind of any way you want to get your odds. That's how I chose to break it down for, the, for simplicity's sake. But I'm going to talk about something we've never talked about here before called a round robin so i assume ak that you understand that implicitly you know what a round robin is in sports right round robin tournament everybody plays everybody kick out a winner round robin bets are very similar you take however many bets you want and you parlay them all together functionally but instead of parlaying these five fights for one outcome which coincidentally if you did i think pays out at like plus 300 for those five fighters I instead decided to do a three-fight round robin. So what that means is it is essentially a shortcut for gambling. If you go on DraftKings.com, they offer the round robin option. You can put however many teams you want in that parlay, and then it will, if you select round robin, you can either select two, three, four. You can select one less than the number of total teams functionally, right? And it, it creates individual parlays of each leg. So I've got these five in. A two-fight round robin means I parlay Holland and Yanez, Holland and Stamen, Holland and Hawes, Holland and DePaula, Yanez and Stamen, Yanez and Hawes, and so on and so forth. A three-fight parlay does the same, but with three of them. So I, that will be a one-click parlay for Holland, Yanez, Stamen, Yanez, uh, Stamen, Hawes, et cetera, et cetera. I decided to be stupid and do a five-round, uh, a five-pick round robin parlay with these five fighters at a three-team parlay. So the parlays I have are also a holland Yanez stamen parlay. I have a holland stamen hawes parlay. I have a holland Yanez hawes parlay. I have a holland Yanez de palma You end up with 10 bets, 10 different parlays. Um, you pay out on all of them. I didn't put a ton of money into each of them just because, but I haven't done a round robin in a really long time and I wanted to spice things up. And so I decided it's time to talk about a round robin. They're obviously dumb bets because they're all parlays. So don't do them listeners, but I did it because I'm here to have fun with this fight card this weekend. So I have 10 different parlays amongst those five fighters that I have put. And thank God I didn't know about Amari Akhmedov because I would have even more because he would have been in my round robin. So like, so like, let's say for example, it's like Holland can lose, and that only kills some of the parlays, some of the round robin. It kills parlays. many of them. It kills but many it of them. Doesn't kill all. But Yanez, as long as oh, who's Yanez and 
who's Holland, Giannis, Stamen, Hawes, De Palma are the five. If all five of those win, I win ten different bets with all of them, and I've made infinite dollars. Right. right. We won't see you again. No, yeah, I'm I'm on a beach in I'm beach in the Caribbean. If one of them loses, I'm still going to make yes, money. Yes, you're still alive. Uh, just based on the thing. If two of them loses, I'm wow. losing money. If three of them loses, I'm losing a lot of okay. money. If all of them lose, it actually is no different than if like four of them lose. Right, so, right, right. Actually, if three of them lose, okay. So it's it's a high risk, high reward thing. It's dumb, but it's fun, and that's what I'm here for. This so week. you you. It's, it creates these 10 different parlays, but you are wagering on each. Uh, you you have to put money into each of these parlays. Correct. And mm-hmm. it can be a different amount, or is it like you're putting like... like No, t- you're doing the round robin, so you set the you set the price. And it's the same it. for so all of them? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, what the... F- okay. <laughs> uh, as I've, I've got DraftKings pulled up, and it is... Here, here is exactly what their read is. Round robin bets enable you to place all combinations okay. of the outcomes in your bet slip quickly and efficiently. Okay. It's very simple. Um... Usually you don't do it with five. It's usually you do a three-team round robin uh-huh. because then you're just getting a couple of bets down, yep. you know, and it's simpler and you do it that way. Um, but I decided to live on the edge here. Maybe I'll be punished for it. We're going to find out next week on No Bets Barred. Qu- quickly and efficiently in the ga- world of gambling seems dangerous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> online gambling is an incredibly dangerous thing because you are a click away from losing your entire bank account. From calamity. <laughs> Yeah, whereas previously you had to go get cash and walk up to a window and be like, hey, will you take all this money? Or I guess you just call the bookie. But that's a whole different set of circumstances we're not going to get into. We need to jet, though. So uh, it is time for me to close this down. I will recap the bets. But first, AK, recap the betting slip we have for you. What we have put together for the listeners because I'm excited about it. Oh, I thought you wrote it down. Because no, I, I want you to. Oh, oh I, I have it written down. I don't because I didn't have access to some of the props, so I didn't. I didn't. Oh, write okay. It down. Yeah, yeah. So the betting slip we have for you: we have a straight bet on Duran win. We have a vibes bet. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. We have a vibes parlay of Adrian Yanez and uh, Gregory Rodriguez. We have a straight bet on. Hold on. Where was I? Oh, on Calvin Cater. Apologies. And where else is the last one? I'm trying to find my notes here. Oh, we have a prop bet on Gregory Rodriguez by submission. And then we have a vibes bet on Joaquin Buckley over Albert Drive. Okay. Uh, for for Connor Burks, uh, again, Connor's recap, he has Calvin Cater uh, straight. He has Gregory Rodriguez straight. He has Demir Ismagalov straight. He has Cal Dawkins straight. And he has two parlays, one with Giannis and Stamen and one with Holland and Hawes. And my bets. I've got Joe Lozon at plus 145. Uh, I've got Lozon in round one at plus 700. Gregory Rodriguez at minus 200. I have Gregory Rodriguez by submission at plus 350. I have Adrian Yanez by KOTKO at plus 150. That is a vibes bet. And then I have the five-fight super round robin of Holland, Yanez, Stamen, Hawes, and Gloria De Palma. I'm doing three three team round robin parlays there. So I've got 10 different bets amongst those five fighters. Hopefully that's great. We'll we'll see. But oh, and I also forgot. AK did give us lock of the week. McGee Wells over two and a half. Please uh please send me uh what my 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 bat. You know what? Because for the sake of the show, again, I'm not getting into guys, I'm not getting into gambling. But for the sake of this episode, I did a little bit of gambling. And I think because I was on this episode, you know, let's carry that over 
and that's it. And then I'm out. And then I'm out, Chad. Win or lose, you, I'm out. You say you're out, but we're going to put the hooks into you. Because no, you please don't. can lead a horse to water, but you can make a man gamble for the rest of his I life. Have very that's ad- what we've buttoned here to I have do. very addictive behavior. <laughs> it won't take, it about. won't take much. <laughs> that's just, just one little push. That's Stop. all we need. All right, guys, thank you for listening. AK, thank you for joining me this week. Next week, we will be back to talk about all of our gambling successes in the next cards up. And my co-host, Connor Brooks, will be rejoining us. Until then, love you guys. Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.